0: My name is Sue Redsworth, your host, coach, and professor that founded Worth Results to help people maximize their potential and achieve what they want out of life. Today, we are continuing in our networking series with our final two lessons within this series, the extremes of networking. Today, we're going to help those that struggle with social gatherings as a result of social awkwardness. How to network when you struggle with With those issues. So put away all your distractions and focus on today's lesson because this podcast class is now in session. So, welcome back, everyone. I hope you've been enjoying this networking series. And now that we're in the middle of summer, I want to say this is the time to get out and mingle. But what if that is something that you really, really struggle with? I bring this up and mention it into this series because since I introduced this topic of networking about uh, two months ago, I've met at least three people in the past number of weeks that are really struggling with social awkwardness, and for a few, to the point of anxiety. I wanted to share this today, and I wanted to share the struggles and viewpoints in dealing with networking in the hopes that maybe… If there's others out there who are also struggling with the same thing, we can work to overcome it and you can start to find your own success. The first person I met had severe social anxiety issues. She's in the service industry and before COVID was really still uncomfortable interacting with clients and people in general. But COVID entered, and for her, that became the better way of interacting. And for those that I'm going to air quote here. Don't like people in general to deal with people for your work or business can be a struggle or, and sometimes just a pain. Enter a global pandemic where now you have to go home, stay at home, work from home, communicate from home, speak only via Zoom, phone, and email. And for most of those, it wasn't even the phone. It was just Zoom and email. And For those people that fit into this category that don't like people, I'm just going to put it that way, um, you think that you'd made it. You know, I I want to say this pandemic, honestly, it didn't do you any favors. As much as you liked the idea of being from home and, and restricting your people exposure, this isn't a good thing. For this person that I met, I'm going to call her Sally. She was able to convince her employer that she could remain uh, to work virtually. And, and, you know, hey, for a lot of us, returning to work in the office full-time didn't really have to happen. For those that work from home as I did, being in the pandemic really wasn't that much of a change. But for those that used to work in an office and then worked from home and got equipped to work from home, they asked if they could keep working from home, and that's what happened. The problem with all of that and a lot of what people faced over the pandemic, some of us started to lose our ability to communicate socially. Those skills are just that. They're learned skills. And as I mentioned before, any skill that is not practiced, you'll decrease your effectiveness. And for some, it's to the point of losing that completely. So Sally, in her job of not dealing with people, has become less and less effective a communicator and now completely in her comfort zone and will only communicate and network via email. Now, we've all discussed this before that email is a terrible way to communicate. It loses emotion, nuance, and really minimizes a connection between two parties. Well, yeah, there's texting. With all those emojis, and, and, you know, we can use those to replace the emotions that we demonstrate through face-to-face interaction, and we can show the feeling of emotion through diagrams, but I'm sorry, no. That really won't work either. Not if you're trying to build a relationship. If you have one already and you both like texting, then fine. But to build a relationship, it won't work. Well. What about connecting with your colleagues? Do you think anyone can have a better connection than meeting face to face? No, we are social beings and need social interaction. So, email, phone, Zoom, and any other virtual technology is not going to do it justice. That good old fashioned meeting up in the office, in a team meeting, or maybe even over lunch. Second person I met up with, uh, actually, I've known them for about actually over 20 years. He used to be extremely social. He had lots of parties at his house. was very, very nice and easy to talk to. However, over the years, he started to become a bit more isolated and, you know, went down a path of a couple of unsuccessful ventures. I saw him a few weeks ago at a social event and honestly, he could not have looked more uncomfortable. His level of uncomfortability was showing in every muscle, every position of his stance, and in every facial expression. Curiosity, and and of course, the fact that I haven't seen him in years really got the better of me. So I went over to talk to him to see how things were going. Now, his level of articulation was still very, very strong, but he was definitely struggling on what to say and how to say it. He lost the art of conversation. And he started using dominating conversation um, on his own issues and what's happened to him and, and in a very negative way. Every point I introduced to try and, you know, turn the conversation to a more positive direction, he basically said I was wrong and continued to discuss why he was right, et cetera, et cetera. Now, one of these things he was talking about was his lack of success at reaching people he wanted to sell his computer programs to. And when I asked him, You know, what was he doing to reach out? He said, well, he's been sending emails, um, like as if that should work. He was just networking by emails alone. There was no follow up calls, just sending emails. When I said maybe he needs to go to networking events, like maybe the local Chamber of Commerce, he challenged me a bit at those events, wouldn't have the people he was wanting to be connected to. I discussed more specifically events that would have the people. He wanted uh, to be connected with, and unfor- unfortunately, he just didn't get it. I suggested the multiple trade shows he could attend based on the subject matter of the event. Maybe goes to some of the the webinar, not the webinars, but the the events that they have. And you know, he, he thought I actually meant having a booth at the event. I said no, just just simply go and network. Unfortunately, you know, he really just didn't understand. And and for him, let's just call him Jim. He lost his ability to communicate socially and even understand the concept of networking. You could tell he was uncomfortable now with any social events. Likely COVID also helped with that and was really struggling with having a productive back and forth conversation. For him, it just seemed more like a duel. The third person I met was at a team workshop I did a few weeks ago. And he and I met afterwards for his personal DISC debrief. DISC is a um, behavioral uh, assessment tool for those that don't know that. It's a great, great tool. Anyway, he had said to me that he found it a struggle to talk to other people. He never knows what to talk about. People tend to talk about sports, he said, and he knows nothing about sports. When I asked what he is interested in, He said games and card games, and I said like Magic the Gathering or Pokemon or or what specifically. He said it was games that no one really knows about and doesn't seem interested in. I asked, well, what do you talk about with your friends or your family? He said he struggled to make friends for the same reasons, but with his family, he could talk about whatever he wanted, and they, again, air quotes, got it. So, here we have another situation, similar to Jim, but still different. Jim lost his ability to communicate, but this person, let's call him Saheed, he struggles with any type of conversation, whether networking or just making small talk with friends and colleagues. And Sally, our first example, well, she can communicate fine, but dealing with people, basically that just makes her anxious. So, it's much easier to communicate for her virtually. Three separate struggles, but all rotate around the same variables, which is communicating with people. Now, there are a few more like, uh, or there are a few more people out there, like a business development team that I know of that won't go out of the office to network. Because you know what? It's easier to just do a Zoom meeting and email from the office. And I get it. I used to, when email came around. I figured that email was so great, it was so efficient, I could get so much done. But you have to understand, there's a difference in communicating to connect with somebody, to transmit information, and emailing to build a relationship. It is very, very different. For that business development team, I don't know if it's just lack of understanding that or laziness. I get the whole efficiency of email and Zoom. I get it. But you're missing a big point. And and it's a shame too, because that's another issue. Those people, I would hope, know how to do it. They're just not seeing the benefits. So if there's any of those listening, I would listen to my previous podcasts. (laughs) So for my three friends, I've said that a couple of times off air. And I've said things like free friends and stuff like that. So I think I've got that down. For my three friends here that I spoke about, for Sally, Saheed, and Jim, these are three unfortunate situations that many people struggle with. Social anxiety, social communication disorder, and lost social skills affect many Canadians at various ages. And the most of these, outside of a lack of practice, really stemming from fear and anxiety. Now, I'm not including those in the autism or developmentally challenged spectrum here. There are other techniques that deal with those. What I'm talking about that, you know, people can do it. They are just completely, completely uncomfortable. And I do not suggest or begin to suggest that autism or anxiety Have easy cures. But for those that are just finding it really difficult to communicate in social settings, I want to suggest some things that will help you move forward. The first one, as I've hinted on before, is practice. Practice speaking in front of a mirror, practice speaking with family and friends, practice recording yourself on the phone. Whatever you can do to practice having a conversation. That is one thing that you can get, you'll help yourself and get over the start. Practice, practice, practice. Practice makes you comfortable, and practice will make it easier. Second, understand that there are a lot of people who are just as nervous or as uncomfortable out there as you are. They're, especially after COVID. There are lots of people who have become less comfortable and even more uncomfortable with social gatherings than ever before. You need to know that that's okay. Capitalize on the strengths that you have. Find ways to relax before going or find a way to gear yourself up, whichever works for you. For me, when I was younger, I used to listen to the Empire Strikes Back LP. I used to have the entire soundtrack. And before anything that involved a sport or any important social gathering, I would listen to that and gear myself up. Now, I've also spoken about how I used to say to myself, spread the benefit, spread the benefit, in order to get myself more courage to talk to people, especially at events that I don't know. But I wanted to say that there's a lot of us out there. Understand that you're not alone, and it's okay. And third, what to talk about can sometimes be a challenge. Sahid had mentioned that he really struggled with the conversation starters to have. And what he was finding is he was just rotating the same things over and over and over again. And he could see that in his friends, they were, I don't know, reacting to that over and over and over. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. The issue is, Saheed felt that it was a problem. So, what to talk about is a big issue. For that, I'm actually going to bring that up in my next podcast lesson. And within that, I'm going to discuss the other things that people do when they're uncomfortable or unsure of themselves, mostly to try and mask or overcompensate, which is experting. More on that type of communication style and tips on how to help on what to talk about next time. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. I know there are a lot of choices out there and so happy you spent your time with me today. If you like what you hear, even though today might not be the topic, but be sure to subscribe so you never miss a lesson. If you want to talk about your own story, that would be great or even have a specific question to be answered next time, head over to worthresults.com and connect with me. I would love to hear from you. See you next time.